to take place what he promised. His word remains firm. The world is mocking. The world cannot understand me. not afraid of their scoffing. I will see Jesus. I believe God. I believe I not trust him. He makes me so happy. The world is mocking. as the King. I believe God. I believe God.
Jesus holds everything in his mighty hands. He finished everything on the cross. Dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, we greet all of you very warmly who are joined with us via the Internet. We are happy and grateful that also today we can hear the word from a commissioned mouth and then going home again strengthened. May the Lord bless us. May He align us anew and strengthen us. May the Lord, the Almighty God, bless His servant and strengthen him after spirit, soul and body so that the word of today comes to us in a mighty way. We cannot thank Him enough and praising Him and giving thanks to our Lord for all what He has done for us. He carried us through until this day. He blessed, He comforted, He healed. Yes, all His promises are yes and amen. And we thank the Lord that He will also continue to do so as He promised it in His Word. Let us read a few words from the Scripture from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 22 to 30. And it was at Jerusalem the feast of the dedication, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch, Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. 
My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father who gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. My sheep hear my voice. Let us pray. Faithful Heavenly Father, we thank you for your faithfulness that you kept us until this day. <coughs> yes, for all your promises from your mouth. No one, no pandemic can pluck us out from the hand of the Almighty God. For this we thank you, for the rest which you have given us, for the confidence which we can still have, for the end will be glorious. We thank you that you again prepared us a word today which you will speak through your servant. Bless him for your name's sake. Strengthen him after spirit, soul and body. Give us, Lord, that we may understand your word in the right way and that we go home strengthened from here. Yes, Lord. Bless, comfort, heal. Give us everything what you prepared for us. We thank you for it. In your wonderful and glorious name of Jesus. Amen. Also, I would like to welcome all of you. Wishing all God's blessing. We are so grateful to the Lord that there, that there is a Zurich Sunday on which we can still have the meetings. And this time, and since quite some time already, not only for Zurich in Switzerland, but for the whole world. We are very grateful to the Lord and we will come back to this word which Brother Scherer has read. It's just so mighty when the Lord can open our hearts and eyes and that we may recognize the time in which we arrived. How often we already said it, our Lord called out loudly, when you see these things coming to pass, then lift up your heads, for you know that your redemption is drawing near. And the second thought, that the Lord 
has taken care for it that to the second coming of Christ the pure divine message of salvation may forerun. We are very grateful to the Lord that we were brought up to date in the kingdom of God. And let us say today <coughs> with great pain all of Christianity celebrates Christmas celebrates Good Friday, celebrates Easter, celebrates Ascension Day, celebrates Pentecost. And everywhere, in all churches, some things are passed on as traditions. But what has all this to do with a plan of salvation of our God. If we are not having part in that, what God at the certain times has done, we all know the birth of the Redeemer was foretold His suffering, his dying, was foretold. His resurrection and ascension was foretold. Pentecost was foretold. In all of the Old Testament, the plan of salvation of our God from A to Z was written down and the promises which God had given were fulfilled and the last ones are being fulfilled in our time. For me, a very great pain that all of Christianity bypasses what God has really done. And that just a few who receive and accept what is of significance in the plan of salvation. We all know, of course, that we arrived in the last time. And please, let us look into the world of what all is happening now, not only with Corona, The other plagues, let us look to Australia, what is happening there. Let us look to the DRC, what is there going on at the moment, especially when we look to the region of Goma, 
Dear God blessed us so mightily in the past decades. And the brothers say that around 7,000 brothers and sisters in all the region of Goma, they are believers. They are baptized biblically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That God visited this region in a special way. Yes, the whole country he blessed. And then come all these catastrophes. If we then look to Jerusalem, of what is going on there, to Israel, to Gaza, wherever we may look, and every time we can open the Bible, and if one then hears of the two-state solution, then one just needs to open up Joel chapter 3. And there is written in verse 2 that God will take the nations to account because they have parted His land. Let us look to Damascus and let us read then in Isaiah 17 that it will be destroyed. We could look up Bible prophecy as it's happening now. We could look at it. But our main task is to proclaim the plan of salvation, to proclaim the promises of God and to make known to the people of God that we are the, as the true believers, are the children of promise. As Paul expressed it in Galatians 4, verse 28, Ye brothers, as Isaac was, are children of the promise. And brothers and sisters, this must be said and emphasized time and again. True faith is only anchored in the promises of God. What is written of Abraham? Abraham believed God. When did he believe God? When God gave him the promise. Brothers and sisters, The most important in this time is that the Lord God can personally address us and 
can say unto us personally the promises for this time, addressing them to us so that we can believe them and only then we believe God. If we believe what He promised, we time and again said it at the first coming of Christ it was about that it is received what was determined for that time and that's how it happened that John the Baptist the promised prophet For that period of time, he came on the scene. <coughs> he preached a baptism unto repentance. And all of Jerusalem and Judea went out to the river Jordan to be baptized. Also our Lord and Redeemer was baptized there by John. All who at that time believed the promise which came to fulfillment, they believed, they believed God. All the others believed the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. They believed interpretations, but the true children of God believed the promises which God had given and they had part in it. In the same way it is in our time. All denominations believe and whoever wants to look it up can do it. In Israel there are around 20 different Christian churches. The Egyptian, Ethiopian, Catholic, Russian, Anglican, all churches are in Israel at home but have no idea of that what God has said and promised in His Word. And they want to offer to the people of Israel a trinity. And I say it in reverence before the Lord. A couple of days ago, At around Ascension Day, I at night, at 10 o'clock, I watched the news and then I switched one, pro I switched the program and then somebody preached and he said, we know that there is only one God, but who is the only begotten Son of God, of whom it is written in John 3, verse 16, For God so much loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And then it started with the fantasy I had to switch off. 
There was no other way. I had to switch off. How grateful we can be that God really revealed Himself to us. That we could receive and accept by faith what the Holy Scripture teaches us and what apostles and prophets proclaimed what is written in the Old and New Testament not what is written somewhere else but that what is left unto us in the Divine Testament be it the old or the new. And as is well known to a testament, to a last will, nothing may be added. Let us come now briefly back to the word of introduction which Brother Scherer has read. And let us read to it some more scriptures up to Pentecost, which we not only celebrated as a memory, but that we would like to experience personally. Let us start with the first scripture from John 21. Please, Brother Borg, I read from John 21, verse 15 to 17. John 21, from 15 to 17. So, when they had dined, Jesus says to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He says unto him, Feed my lambs. Blessed and praised be our Lord. In chapter 10, we were reading what our Lord said as the shepherd of the sheep. Brothers and sisters, and then the shepherd himself is manifested as a lamb which taketh away the sin of the world. The shepherd gives his life for his sheep. And now, after the resurrection, the Lord speaks to his own and here, especially to Peter, who received a main task on the day of Pentecost, to place that what happened 
And the Lord speaks to him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He says unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He says unto him, Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. And our Lord says, My sheep hear my voice. A stranger they will not follow. Brothers and sisters, we deal with a divine fact. We are redeemed. We are children of God. And as sure as the Lamb of God died for us, so sure the nature, the character of the Lamb of God has come into us as the redeemed, as the delivered ones. And so our Lord could say, My sheep hear my voice. I give my life for my sheep. And brothers and sisters, as in the natural, everything brings forth after its own kind, so also in the spiritual. We are a people of priests, a people of kings. We are sons and daughters of God born again unto a living hope and the same divine nature which was in the Lamb of God must and will be manifested in all the redeemed who have part in the divine nature. To our Lord be the honor. It's not a theory. It is divine reality. One more verse. Verse 17. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus says unto him, Feed my sheep. Blessed and praised be our Lord. It were not the sheep of Peter. Feed my sheep, saith the Lord. Feed my lambs. 
It's the blood-bought multitude which we may feed spiritually, giving them food, feeding them with a precious and holy word. So, what our Lord said in John chapter 10 has become reality. He has given his life for his sheep. And now we may put our life into his ministry. Brothers and sisters, that's how already Paul expressed it. No one shall live for himself. For whether we live, we live for the Lord. And whether we die, so we die to the Lord. We are the Lord. We are the Lord's. Whether we live or whether we die. We are sheep of His pasture. And let me say it and emphasize it once again. What our Lord said loud and clear. My sheep hear my voice. And and stranger they will not follow. So, whoever runs now after interpretations and who does not want to hear the voice of the Lord in the original, he is not born again. He has not the nature of the Lamb in him. He who is born of God has the divine nature. And then we are sheep, yes, lambs, which he feeds. And we hear absolutely only one voice. And this is the voice of the Good Shepherd, our Redeemer who has given his life for us so that his life can be manifested through us. Let us also read what happened after the resurrection. We read from Luke 24 verse 48 to 51. Luke 24, verse 48 to 51. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. 
And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven, blessed and praised be our Lord. Brothers and sisters, precious friends, what a privilege that all of the happenings in the, in the plan of salvation in the New Testament that we have it available from the beginning everything was reported unto us we have witnesses who were present when our Lord carried out his ministry and Isaiah 35 came to fulfillment. There were witnesses at his suffering and dying, at his resurrection, who have seen him as the risen one, who heard him, who saw him, who were eating and drinking with him. And then, came the glorious moment where he took his own out of the city. And you know, whoever was in Israel, where it exactly took place. And what happened? What happened? Our Lord lifted up his hands. He blessed. While blessing them, he was taken up into heaven. But before that, he gave the promise, remain in Jerusalem until ye are endued with the power from on high. Brothers and sisters, we have now arrived at this stage where we experience the Lord as the risen one. We have seen him, we have heard him. He spoke with us. He has also given Brother Brenham the commission to bring the message which would forerun the second coming of Christ. But not only the message should forerun, the Bible speaks of the former and of the latter reign, of the restoration of all that what was at the beginning in the church. And here we see our beloved Lord. After Good Friday, after the resurrection, after all that took place and our Lord could cry out, I was dead, but behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of 
death and hell. And this risen Lord, to whom all power is given in heaven and on earth, spoke to his own, who should carry out the commission to preach the precious gospel of the grace, of the forgiveness and reconciliation, to preach it. Wait in Jerusalem, wait until you receive the power from on high, and then ye shall be my witnesses. Dear brothers and sisters, it is determined by God in this way that His Word, the Word of the Cross, of the Redemption, of the Forgiveness, is not preached in human power and wisdom, but in the resurrection power of our beloved Lord and Redeemer. And that through this preaching, the resurrection power can be manifested. Therefore, the Church must be equipped with a power from on high. And we believe with all our hearts that to the whole restoration the power from on high will follow and that the Lord everything what he promised and what he assured he will also fulfill it as certain as at the first coming of Christ, everything came to fulfillment, so certain now, before and at the second coming of Christ, everything will be fulfilled as it is written. And we all know that our beloved Brother Branham preached the gospel in the power of God, in the resurrection power, and the Lord God confirmed the word by mighty healing wonders, yes, by signs which happened. And this divine confirmation can only be manifested if the church has been called out and separated, newly consecrated to the Lord and was equipped with a power from on high. Let us read, please, let us read on. We read from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8 to 11. Acts 1, from verse 8 to 11. But ye shall receive power, 
after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Here we just say Amen. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. And the gospel of the kingdom of God should be preached unto all nations. And then the end would come. So, not only at that time in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, but unto the uttermost part of the earth, unto, unto the end of time. And we may witness it now by His grace. Verse 9. And when He had spoken these things, while they beheld, He was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Blessed and praised be our Lord. In like manner, bodily taken from their midst. They could watch it, how he lifted up his hands, how he blessed them, and while he blessed them, He was before their eyes, bodily, he was taken up. And the same Jesus shall come in like manner as he went up into heaven. This is the true proclamation of the true word of God, just as we read it now. All interpretations, the Lord has already come, are nothing but lies, nothing but heresies. The Lord himself, who redeemed us, will return in like manner as he went up into heaven. And we will be changed and at the same time being raptured to meet him. It goes on from the prophet Joel, chapter 3, Joel, chapter 2, verse 28 to 29. 
and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Praise and thanks be to the Lord. And we still live in these days in which the Spirit of God is at work. And as we emphasized many times, the church was founded with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit being filled with the power from on high. And it, she was equipped for the ministry, for the task. And we thank the Lord through a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit He will finish His work of redemption in the church. Not by might and no by power it will happen, saith the Lord, but by my Spirit. How grateful we can be. We don't need to wait for a prophet, also not for a brother Frank, who would once more make the journeys to all countries. No, all this is behind us. The prophet carried out his commission. And we all know, Brother Brenham was the promised prophet who, who was called Eli Elijah, of whom our Lord said, Behold, I send unto you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. John the Baptist came in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. But John the Baptist was the fulfillment of Isaiah 40, verse 3, and Malachi 3, verse 1, not the fulfillment of Malachi 4. This fulfillment we experienced and witnessed now before the end of the time of grace, before the breaking forth of the day of the Lord, that the Lord God called His servant and prophet William Branham, sending him, confirming him, thousandfold confirmed him. And I, Brother Frank, have become an ear and eyewitness, whether in Europe or in the USA. What really happened in the meetings of Brother Brenham, the blind born received their sight, the lame could walk, 
People with cancer were healed on the spot. How many mighty signs and wonders happened. But the main task was to bring the divine message, the original message, the word, putting it upon the lampstand and the biblical proclamation that there's really only one God who revealed himself for our salvation, for our redemption, so that we receive the adoption as sons, who revealed himself as Father in heaven, in his only begotten Son on earth, and in the church, by the Holy Spirit, one and the same God as Father above us in the Son with us Emmanuel God with us and through the Holy Spirit in us and let us say it once again of what is what it is actually all about in all of the plan of salvation why God revealed himself in a son. Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And in Galatians 4, Paul underlines it. The adoption as sons through the Son of God. Only because God revealed himself in his only begotten Son on earth, in the flesh. Therefore we, who we, who we have sinned here in the body of flesh and were separated from God, only that in this way we could be adopted, we could experience the new birth, becoming sons and daughters of God. Oh, the plan of salvation of our God is not a theory about which we could argue, but divine reality which we may experience and witness. Our Lord said, I ascend to my God and to your God. He was not ashamed to call us his brethren. But listen now. Let us hear another scripture. I read Acts chapter 2 from 1 to 4. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon 
each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Blessed and praised be our Lord. Let us say it, let us say it time and again. Here we have the original. Oh, that what happened at the beginning must take place at the end. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Brothers and sisters, in the summary, we may say, we found grace in the sight of God. We have respect, holy reverence before God and His precious and holy word. That, what He promised in the Old Testament, we have then seen it in the New Testament in its fulfillment. And let us say time and again that God took care for it that at the end of the time of grace not people have something to say but God himself has his say, his word. And that he speaks out sendings and commissions as then prophets and apostles had divine commissions. They knew exactly what they had to say and what they had to do. And Paul says, the word preached by me, you didn't receive it as a word of men, but as that, what it is of a truth, namely as the word of God. Paul didn't preach his own opinions. Peter didn't preach interpretations. But the men of God in the New Testament were under the same anointing and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And they could, as we see it with Peter, he, he took the promise of the prophet Joel and he could say, here is being fulfilled what God announced through the prophet Joel. The men of God in the New Testament, they were always going back to the Old Testament. And they joined the promise with the reality. And let us also say this now, beloved brothers and sisters, and 
May all hear it worldwide. In our time, God had only one mouthpiece. We all know, also, in the past revivals, since the Reformation and even before that, there was, there was always one voice. Martin Luther was one voice. John Wesley was one voice. And all the men, Jan Hus and Calvin and Swingley, Schwenkfeld, and who they might be, and then up into our time, up to the Baptist revival, to the Mennonite revival. Always there were men of God who fulfilled their task. The word which was revealed to them, they preached it. Some put the emphasis on the faith, the others emphasized the forgiveness, the other was Other ones emphasized sanctification. Every man of God, something special, they emphasized in their proclamation. And now, as the last one, came the Pentecostal movement. And we all know what happened, especially since the turn of the century, 1900, and then 1906, 1909, and how the special things not only happened in Los Angeles, but in Europe also, and all over. And the Holy Spirit was poured out anew and up to the charismatic movement. But where is the voice? Where is the voice of God? The voice of the Word. All remained in their doctrines. And please, forgive me when I say this here today. I was in Los Angeles on Azusa Street. I was in Kassel. I was in Mülheim. I was here and there, and there where the supernatural took place. But, beloved brothers and sisters, let us say it, up to that what is very hard for me to say now, The main person in Germany, 1906, Jonathan Pohl, who experienced the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost with all his, his church, He remained in his Trinity doctrine. He remained in his sprinkling of infants until his death. The other Pentecostal movement remained in the Trinity doctrine, Trinity baptism. But what, what happened now? And when I think about it, 1964, I preached in Rome 
in the church of John McTurnan, who is married, who was married to an Italian woman and who knew Brother Brenham very well. And together with David Duplessis, the man who became well known as Mr. Pentecost. And Pentecost means 50th, the 50th. And he was the representative of the World Pentecostal Movement whom I met already 1949 in the city of Hamburg. But 1964 I was in the same apartment as he was. Together with David Duplessis we were driving to the Vatican. He went to the conference and I went for sightseeing. And do you know when he could report that he laid hands on Cardinal Bea and that he was baptized with the Spirit? This man was thrilled. He was thrilled that also now in the Catholic Church, in the Vatican, the Spirit baptism took place. My ears have heard I was in Rome, I was sitting there, and I heard it. But all the Catholic Church, the Protestant Church, all churches remained in their doctrines, although they claim to be baptized in the Spirit. Let us say now, in the summary, As the Lord said it in his word, the rain falls on both, on the wheat and on the tears. You can all read it. The sun shines on the righteous and on the unrighteous, not on their gifts, but on their fruits ye shall know them. And there, where the Spirit of God truly fills, there are manifested the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You can all list them one after the other. So, let us say it, what's all about today. Not about that the Holy Spirit was at work in a so-called Pentecostal movement worldwide and that more than 550 million Pentecostal charismatic people are on the earth. But all remained in their traditions. I'm not judging, but I was in their meetings. I experienced everything, also the charismatic meetings, where they claimed, now the Holy Ghost falls. But we won't go into that now. Our time is up. Let us thank the Lord God, who in this worldwide confusion 
has given light at evening time and has sent his servant and prophet to bring the last divine message of salvation which lines up 100% with the first. And also this must still be said here. Only he who now believes the promise which foreruns the return of Christ and who has come to fulfillment, only he, only he and only those will have part in the rapture. Only he who goes out to meet the bridegroom, not who arranges such meetings and plays the music which goes with it and who makes a theater. No, but those who as the children of promise believe the word of promise and as certain as Peter could refer on the day of Pentecost and said, here it is being fulfilled what God has spoken through the prophet Joel. So I, Brother Frank, can say today in the name of the Lord, in our time was fulfilled that what God spoke through the prophet Malachi 4. Here it is being fulfilled what our Lord repeated in Matthew 17 verse 11. Behold, I send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. He will restore all things. This is thus saith the Lord after the ministry of John the Baptist. And I say it, brothers and sisters, I say it very clearly, and especially to all ministering brethren, take the word of God seriously. Believe what the Holy Scripture says. Belong to the elect and to them who rightly divide the word of truth. May all ministering brethren all over the earth can say what I already quoted already earlier of Paul and what I want to repeat now. The word which I preached unto you was not after the words of a man, but God's holy word. That not one single interpretation, not one explanation, explanation, nothing like this. I'm not saying the prophet has said this and the prophet has said that. Please come back to God and His Word. Put your finger on the scripture which was fulfilled. And if you cannot put your finger on a scripture which has come to fulfillment, then just 
Leave and forget it. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and the Lord will bless you. May all who have watched and listened now may all be pardoned by God to receive and to accept. We are of course looking back to more than 55 years which have passed in which the message of the word was proclaimed and carried worldwide. And now we have the opportunity that all in all peoples and tongues can listen three times in a week on a Wednesday, on a Saturday, on a Sunday. They can hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. I fulfilled my task. I did what the Lord commanded me. And now we lay everything into the hands of the Lord and say, finish thy work. For thus it is written, not by might, nor by power, and not by a prophet, no, a prophet announces what shall take place and the Lord himself fulfills and does what he promised. Special greetings I would like to extend at this occasion to Nigeria. In Nigeria and Benin special meetings take place larger meetings. Sadly, I cannot travel there, but I really extend now my greetings who will be there gathered, all from all of Nigeria and especially from Benin. May the Lord God bless our brothers in all of Africa, all of Asia, in all of the world. And may God reveal himself to us and may have, have, a, have a full part in everything what he has promised. The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will return in like manner as you have seen him go up into heaven. To him our Lord of whom we read and heard, who as the shepherd gave his life for the sheep. May he, he will return to take us home. Maranatha, our Lord comes, blessed and praised be the Lord God, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Let us stand up for prayer. Lord our God, we thank you with all our hearts that you visited us so graciously, that you made your plan of salvation so alive, that you revealed it to us. 
Dear Lord, we recognize the time and the hour. You don't need to weep over us. No, we rejoice with you, O Lord. You have visited your people graciously. You have worked faith in us. And we may call ourselves sons of Abraham. Abraham believed God. He believed the promise. Brothers and sisters, you and I, we believe God. We believe God and the promise and the promises which he has given unto us. And this is the living faith spiritually worked in the blood-bought multitude. And this faith is the victory which has overcome the world. Brothers and sisters, especially all ministers of God, be blessed with the blessing of the Almighty God in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. burn and shine.
of God. Let your lamps burn, let them shine.